Hey, Chad. Hey, Cameron. We're friends. I was going to open by singing a Maroon 5 song, but I can't remember the words. Oh, what song? One of their really early... I don't actually know any of their new music. Everyone's bitching that they're going to be at the Super Bowl, and how dare they? They're a horrible band. It's like, I remember listening to their first album back in, like, early high school and thinking, yeah, this is pretty all right. And then never listening to any other music, so I don't know if it got worse or not, or if they... If it's just people upset because they're popular. Um, I don't, honestly, I don't like them. And every single song is about sex, but like, not in a clever way. Hmm. You know what I mean? I I guess sex sells, right? Like. Well, that's why, that's why you do it clever, though. I guess. Animals cover by JFLA. Oh, this is them? This song's alright. Also, I That's, like her hat. Yeah, she she has a good voice. Everybody she look singing? up Jay Flay. She's singing. No, she's singing. Oh, yeah, she's probably lip singing. I imagine she she recorded this separate from the video. Well, oh, yeah, it's not a live tape. There's like Yeah. There's like skits. She's like running around. Yeah, I think I've costume. seen this before, but it's wow, this has 10 million views. Yeah, why isn't she at the Super Bowl? I don't know. Someone did a metal cover of the Kata song, of Pop Stars. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I wanted to be the first one to do that. And I'm pretty was sure there good? were metal covers like four days after it came out. But it was pretty good. He didn't scream okay. at all, so he was doing... The dude can... He like learned Korean for that song. I was impressed. Like His pronunciation of the Korean was perfect. Just like mine. Exactly. And I was like, oh man, I would not put that much effort into this. Uh, how was your week? It's been cold. Ah. Uh. That that old polar vortex hitting the old Minnesota. The uh, it was. I think it was negative twenty yesterday morning when I got up without the wind chill. With the wind chill, it was quite a bit colder, but it wasn't as windy as they thought it was going to be. So I don't think it ever hit negative sixty, which is cool. But holy shit, was that? You get outside and you like take a breath and you you just start coughing because your lungs are like, this is bad. We're not supposed to feel temperature. You need to stop this right now. And today wasn't that much better. It's going to warm up tomorrow, though. That's good. Yeah, it it doesn't get super cold here, but we're actually in the middle of a big storm that I wasn't expecting. Yeah, because you're in California, so I don't know what the weather over there is like. I, I guess it's been, like, raining, which is weird for you guys. Yeah, it's a regular, and this is, like, an actual, like, storm storm. Sure. And it came out of nowhere, so the ground isn't ready for water, so it's oh, flooding no. immediately. Mm-hmm. And so I'm driving home today, and on the road I started a hydroplane a little bit. That's always fun. Um, and then like my car kind of corrected itself, and I'm driving, and I was thinking about it, and it's like I wonder if that's what inspired these terrible controls in Kingdom Hearts Three. <laughs> because I I swear like every fight they introduce some kind of new like speed mechanic where you'll just automatically shift into like glide mode. And then you just automatically run up walls if you get too close to a wall, and then you'll slow down. But then you'll 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 spin around real fast, hmm. and it's like there's too much stuff going on that's all tied to just push the triangle button and you'll do a thing. Okay, push it again. You do a different thing. Sure. I I <laughs> I I don't like Kingdom Hearts three, and I don't know if I'll be able to finish it because this has not been fun so far. Damn. Copy. I guess I don't. I've never played any of the Kingdom Hearts games. And the only thing I really know about them is that they have a lot of weird spinoffs with weird names like Dream Drop Distance and 368 Days Over 2 or whatever. Yeah, I've played four of them. That seems like a lot of Kingdom Hearts because they're all like JRPGs, right? So they're really long games. I'm sorry, five of them. Kingdom Hearts 3 will be my fifth one. And I really, I mean, I want to see what happens with the story next. Like, unironically, I want to see what happens next. And so far in this one, the story hasn't started yet. Oh. And we went to see Hercules for like the fourth time. And I don't, nothing else has happened. Like, <laughs> I'm not having fun yet. So here's what I know about Kingdom Hearts is that Kingdom Hearts Chain Memories had some interesting card mechanics that were somewhat in line with my game, and so when we pitched it to Nintendo, we were like, it's kind of like Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories meets these games. 
and we're like, yeah, we did a good job. And then we found out that everyone hated Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories, and then Nintendo denied us. And I wonder if we did a wrong by comparing our game to that one. No, I don't think he did. Also, Nintendo can fuck off. They got they got so many shitty games on the fucking Switch now. They didn't let ours on. Sluts. I'm still mad about that. Yeah, that's fair. I like Smash though, so I guess I guess it's okay. Everything yeah, you know what out. came out the same day as Kingdom Hearts is the Piranha Plant DLC. Yeah, which I and haven't I, played yet. I love him, man. He is cool. I guess he's got a cool poison attack. I'm sorry. I think canonically it's a she. Oh, that's cool too. I don't really I, care. Yeah, I like the poison attack. I like um, I like all the animations. I love piranha plants. If I go to E621 and type in piranha plant, I wonder if I get more guys or girls. Uh, I'm going to guess girls. How do you spell piranha plant? I think I got that right. Nope, I don't have that right. How do you spell piranha? P. Okay. I. Okay. R. You can go a little faster. A. N. H. A. I knew there was an H in there somewhere. Oh, there's only four pictures, and they're kind of comic booky looking. Did I spell that right? I feel like there should be more than four, so I think I spelled it wrong. I feel like, I think something's getting sexed in this. I can't tell. There's a person. There's definitely there's definitely sex going on, but there's too much too much movement. It's very confusing. Well, oh, here we go. This is the first page. It's just some dude, and then basically the piranha plant's being treated like a tentacle monster, which I so guess you can do. There's something wrong here because I know I've seen more pictures than these results. Well, you definitely need... spelt you spelt it right. This is gonna be. This is going to need more research, so we'll get into that what later. What if I remove the space? Nope, that didn't help. What if I put an underscore? Sometimes underscore. this site needs site underscores. Here we go. Needed an <laughs> underscore. Okay, let's try that. Well, here's some lady ones. Oh, I like how her vagina is a, also a piranha plant. That's clever. Normally I do this bit on a comics podcast, so this is a treat for our listeners having me look up really weird, obnoxious porn and then describe it in detail. <laughs> My favorite is uh, that loop. That guy that does his, like, nice loops. I don't, I've probably seen those. Like the Shy Girl? Oh, that's kind of cute. It's a prana plant. I'm guessing it's a chair and not a toilet. Yeah. No, it's just a piranha plant. That's a weird picture. Who is that? Who is this character? What character? The one you just sent me, the, the lady. Oh, the deer? Hooks. Yeah. Um, she has a name. Let me let me look that up real quick. I, I like how the deer is drawn more than most of the other characters the artist draws. Here's a piranha plant having sex with a squidling from, or inkling from, uh, Splatoon. Which, aren't those characters children? So that one's a little suspect. Also, yeah, it's there cool. are a lot of different versions of this picture. Okay, Reina is the name of the deer. Okay, is she from something? No, it's just someone's, like, OC. Oh. it's. All, I've always found it interesting. People are like, I have my OC. Can you? I'm going to pay you money to draw it having sex with something. And then well, I guess I'll know, masturbate to that. I, I'm... So this is what's weird. <laughs> there's, um, there's a particular Warcraft player out there who has a Tauren character. Okay. And they commission a lot of artwork of their character. Like, enough that if you go on this site and look up Torin, like, a third of it is just their character. Wow. So, excuse me, I saw them at a BlizzCon. And my my first instinct was to say, oh, I recognize you. Because he, he had, like, a one of those, like, tags with the character there. And it's like, oh, I recognize your character. But then I didn't want to say, like... I didn't want to have to explain, like, no, I'm not from your guild. It's I'm from the other website. <laughs> you don't have to, like, explain that you're a pervert. It's just, well, I mean, compare, between the two of us, he's worse than me anyways, but I ended up just not saying hi instead. <laughs> that might have been a safe bet. Here's a really good picture of a piranha plant given Incineroar a blowjob. Oh, I'm sweet. not going to lie, I don't know if I'd want that mouth anywhere near my dick. There's a lot of teeth in some of these pictures of it. And they're very sharp, like a shark's. Yeah, that's why I like piranha plants. Piranha plant is pretty cool, though. I like the design. 
Uh, it works. Maybe you shouldn't say that while I'm looking at just heaps of porn of it, but... So there's a really clever doodad in um in Smash Brothers where if you duck, uh, she just pulls into the pipe. And if you try and jump on... You know how you can like jump on somebody's head to bounce off of them? Mm-hmm. If you do that, it doesn't work, and, you, and like it automatically snaps up and bites them. And I think that's super cute. Because that's what piranha plants do. I found a piranha plant Bowsette. Yeah. Which I guess isn't surprising at all. I haven't seen <laughs> Bowsette in a little bit, though, so I was like, oh yeah, that's a thing. Well, what's funny is that it'll start to die off, and then Nintendo will come out and canonically refuse it, and then out of spite, everybody brings it back. Wow, there's a lot of piranha plants giving blowjobs. Well, all they have is a mouth. No, the one had a piranha plant <laughs> vagina too, which I guess okay, would be like so, a different anyways, kind of blowjob. Before we, start, I'm gonna get rid of this. So we're we're done with this. Before we start the show, I wanted to ask you a question. <laughs> sure. Um, after last week's show, you decided to go ahead and give Steven Universe a listen. I did. How's that? How's that been? I think I'm on episode seventeen now. Uh, that's pretty good. Um, I, the episodes are what eleven minutes, so yeah. But still, a, a lot of people will try and watch three of them and go, "I can't do this." So the first, I think six or seven, I thought were pretty bad, and I was like, "Man, this is gonna be a trial." But I know it gets better as it goes. Everyone that likes the show has said, "You got to give it a bit," and maybe maybe that bit is twenty episodes. It's like, okay, well, I can alt tab and listen to it if it's annoying, which I was doing for some of it. Um, but by, by episode like eight, nine, it, it actually started getting, I think the writing started getting a lot better. Uh, Steven, they got a little more into a groove with him where he's a little less annoying, or at least you can tell like the other characters like spending time with him. Whereas the first couple, like my question was like, why is anybody hanging out with this fucking kid? He sucks. I hate him. And then he, he kind of endears himself a little more later on and it, it, it builds up a bit after that. And it's, um. So far, it's, it's it's turned into a decent cartoon. I'm glad you're enjoying it. I I don't like. There's certain things about it I, I don't think I'll ever like. I don't really care for the uh, animation style. I, it looks fine most of the time, but I don't I don't like the uh, like kind of the like art direction to it. Uh, you can tell like they they did it this way to be you know save some money. There's not a lot of details. Things are very flat. Um, Stuff like that, and you know, coming off of other cartoons that I've been watching, which are really have a lot going on, both in the foreground and the background, to this is a bit. It's still a bit jarring. Where it's like, yeah, this definitely doesn't look as good as most cartoons on the market right now. Um, but like the the episode where uh, where Pearl was trying to teach Steven how to sword fight, and she was fighting herself like a robot clone. Like some of the movements there were were pretty fluid. Like you know, okay, well we got a an easier art style to work with, so at least the action can look better, you know, we can add more frames because they're easier to draw. So it's making use of its style. I'm not, like, upset about that. Um, I kind of find yeah. Steven's voice annoying. Yeah. I find uh, some of the designs for the characters are really strong, and some of them are really weak. Mm-hmm. And you can kind of tell how, like, sometimes they'll just have somebody in the background, and they're clearly not a recurring character, or they clearly are. Sure. It's kind of like when you're playing a video game and like one character has more polygons. Yeah, or like you and can his tell lips with anime, um, you know, with anime like the stock characters versus the non-stock characters, just because how much more detail is in like their clothing and their hair. You're just like, oh, that one's important because they spent a lot of time giving her, you know, accessories. Or Wasn't whatever. there like an inside joke about that in um in My Hero Academia or something where? Uh, or no, maybe it was, uh, that other show you like, where, um, like, there's people in a crowd, and then it zooms into the crowd, and all the extras are very poorly drawn, but the main characters are, like, sitting right there next to them, and they're okay. Um, uh, I've seen that in a handful of shows, uh, I, I'm not sure if it, when it's on purpose or when it's a joke. I mean, like, if you look at, like, Lucky Star, the, uh, the background characters in that were largely, like, shadow people compared to the cast. Um, and I think that was done on purpose is kind of part of the meta humor of the show. Yeah, I suppose. Here's a, oh, here's an anime question. How much do you know about Dragon Ball Super? Um, 
I've been I haven't been watching it, but I've been staying loosely aware of the plot. So, I saw a clip of it where evidently some other character from a different anime made an appearance, some like little girl that was like a robot that doesn't lose. She's kind of she seemed like like their version of unbeatable squirrel girl like for anime. Okay. And and Vegeta was fighting her and came to the conclusion very fast that this must be a character from a, one of those weird weird mangas where all this weird stuff happens. And he started doing all this weird meta humor and fourth wall breaks while wearing a purple suit. And then he gets gets his ass beat by her, and it's supposed to be funny and everything. And maybe it is, I don't know. But I, I, I finished the video and I was like, was this a fan dub? Because this makes no sense to me that these kind of jokes would be in Dragon Ball Z or that Vegeta would be making them. And someone's like, no, this is real. This was in whatever episode it was. And it, I, I don't get it, like, at all. Like, Dragon Ball Z is a very specific thing to me, and so to see, like, the continuation of it, that like, people seem to like it. Oh, a lot of people seem to hate it, too, though. But just, uh, it's definitely gone in a, sh- a fucking direction I didn't expect it to, evidently. So here's my thing with Super. Um, they, they got, they basically got, uh... Toriyama to come back and help Mm -hmm. and what he really I think regretted about Dragon Ball Z was making it too serious and so he kind of inserts things from Dragon Ball into Super like some of the lightness and silliness is incorporated into the epic fights from Dragon Ball Z okay yeah I heard that it's also kind of self aware to a degree that because I actually I went to see the Broly movie last night. How was that? It was so much fun. And it was <laughs> there, there's moments where like the whole plot is nothing. It's literally just an excuse to fight for no reason. I mean, that's the first Broly movie, right? Like um, he's just yeah. like, I want to kill people because I'm Broly. Like, okay. But it's it's also handled better where there's there's framing where you care, even though it's not actually a better story. Okay. But it's also kind of funny because, like, it opens and Bulma's looking for the Dragon Balls, and she has six of them. And they're like, hey, Bulma, why do, why are you looking for the Dragon Balls? And she said that she wants to ask Shenron to make her five years younger. And they Why said, five? Why not go, like, ten or, or, or something? That, like- that's literally the question that is asked. And she said, you're an idiot. If I was ten years younger, people would notice. That's it has fair. To be, it has to be subtle. And so then Frieza's henchmen steal the six Dragon Balls and the Dragon Radar, and now Frieza's going to get the seventh ball. And it cuts to Frieza's spaceship, and his, like, lieutenant is like, Lord Frieza, uh, what, are you going to wish to be immortal or to be so strong that no one can stop you? And he's like, oh, I, I don't need to be immortal, and I'm already so strong no one can stop me. I'm going to ask uh, the dragon to make me five centimeters taller. <laughs> and they're like, are you, are you serious? <laughs> like, why, why he is a just, short little man. Yeah, why not just like get bigger? And he's like, if it was if it was ten centimeters, everyone would notice. And it's like there there's stuff like this where literally like people's lives are on the line, but then they're throwing these jokes in. Those and are the it's kinds like, of jokes perfect. I would expect in Dragon Ball Z abridged, right? Like that's the, what bit. they would rewrite it to. And so to have like the real thing be in that area now is is some like twilight zone shit to me <laughs> you know it's like Dude, one of those like the real no, life is now the onion but no, real anime. quick i have my gin and tonic here nice there's this mosquito that's been buzzing around my room for a while and it just flew into my gin because i think it smelled that it's like my blood mm-hmm. and that's an alcoholism joke i like that joke um <laughs> So, anyways, I really liked I, I liked the Broly movie. Cool, because it was fun. My only connection to the Broly movie is I watched the Dragon Ball Z abridged of it, <laughs> and I, it's it's you never know like what's real and what is stuff they made up, and that's always kind of fun because I'm just like I have opinions about this movie. They could be really wrong, like just the wrongest, or they could be very accurate. <laughs> I have no idea. It was a good time though. Okay, so I want to ask you a question about Star Wars. Okay. Um, on Star Wars: The Old Republic, 
the MMO. Mm-hmm. What is the most expensive uh like gear you can get on the Action House? Are you asking me this as someone who's never played it right? Like that's the Yes. Okay, so I have to guess. And I'm going to guess it's going to be something stupid and cosmetic because it's an MMO. That's right. I want to say... Oof. Let me give you a hint. It's a headpiece. It's a headpiece, okay. Um, it, it go, it's the head slot for your gear. Hmm. Maybe like Boba Fett's helmet? No. A toothpick. Really? Yeah. So there's a toothpick you could get from a loot box... And it's like, there's nothing in the game remotely similar to doing that. Everything else is just a literal helmet. Huh. And and so, <laughs> because it's kind of unique, and because it's from the loot box that people don't like to buy, uh, now that that loot box has been discontinued, um, the toothpick itself has just like retained this value. Mm. And what's really funny about that to me is that the toothpick attaches to, like, your head bone and not, like, any of the lip bones that animate. Oh, wow. So every single cutscene, and sometimes when you're just standing still, it will clip through your face anyways. Nice. So I don't know what the appeal is because <laughs> it looks it looks incorrect every the, single well, time. The appeal is it's rare then, right? Like, that's the MMO rules. Sort of, but there's other things that, that are rare that people don't, like, clamor for. Okay. You know what I mean? There's something about the toothpick where people really want that toothpick so they can be a cool, I want to be Han Solo, but even cooler. Yeah. You know, kind of a thing. I want to be I want to be that duster cowboy from the trailer, but with a toothpick. Sure. Um. So I don't know. I think toothpicks are interesting. So this is a great segue because we didn't know what to talk about this week. And I asked my parents and my brother, we were at supper, I was like, hey, what should I talk about with Cameron on the podcast? My brother said toothpicks. I was like, that's a stupid answer. Anybody have a better answer? Mom, my mom was like, well, you know, there's lots of things you can do with a toothpick. I mean, you can pick your teeth with them. You can use them in hors d'oeuvres. You can just like, I was like, fine, fine, fine. We'll talk about fucking toothpicks. This one's your fault. And so we're here to talk about toothpicks, I think. I was doing some research, and I found something kind of interesting that there's actually evidence that cavemen use toothpicks. Really? Because, like, the etchings on teeth. Huh. And it... it Technically, the toothpick is the first dental instrument ever invented, mm. which is kind of like useless trivia, but also the kind of thing that you'll probably remember for a while. Yeah, like that's cool. I like the idea that. Here's a question: though. Have you ever actually like successfully used a toothpick to clean your teeth or pick something out? So no, I I was just I was talking to my parents about this like an hour ago. Do people still actually use toothpicks? Because like growing up, that always struck me as something rude to do. Like, I'd rather go to the bathroom and floss when no one's watching yeah. instead of doing this at the dinner table. But it's like, no, you you used to just do that at restaurants. Like, everybody would have toothpicks. And it's like, I've only seen toothpicks in cartoons when a giant shark will, like, eat a boat or something. Right. It Like, it's never been seriously done. I remember when I was young going to, um like, supper clubs with my grandparents and my parents and stuff. And they'd always have a little jar of, like, individually wrapped toothpicks in plastic. And at the end, my dad would grab one, and he'd, use, he'd put it in his mouth. I don't, he would never use it. He'd just, like, let it be there like he was in some kind of old-timey cowboy movie for a bit. And then he'd throw it away at some other point in time. But I've never really seen anybody use one to pick their teeth. And I've never used one successfully to pick my teeth. They're too thick. You can't get in there. So that brings me to my next question. Have you ever had, like, high-quality toothpicks? Mm-mm. Because there's kind of two different kinds of toothpicks. If you go to the grocery store and just get, like, the cheap box, they're going to be flat, and they're kind of rounded out, and they're good enough. Sure. But if you get the really nice ones, they're round and actually, like, sharpened. Like, you can hurt yourself if you do it wrong. Oh, yeah, and, and like, the ends of them where you hold the, your fingers are almost, like, ridged, right? Like, they can be, yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah, I, I've seen those. Uh, those do work, but I, I just, I would rather use floss. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I feel like floss is... is better f- for that um i don't yeah it, it, it's so here's here's when i see toothpicks used a lot because um i work in a screen printing uh place and we have a uh, doming department um and for those who don't know what what doming is you know when you you see like a sticker or a label and it has a you can see the printed thing but it's got like a, a rubbery clear 
uh, adhesive over it, and so it's like a yeah. thick label. Like that's doming. So we we actually make those. We will print something, and then we'll run it through a machine, and we'll it'll put resin over it, and we'll harden it, and then it'll be this kind of like epoxy label, and it's really they're really durable and they're thick, and it's kind of cool to watch. The machines are interesting. Um, but they're not always the most accurate. Even the really new one we have, like, at a certain point, if it if it messes up, you, you take a, a toothpick or a, a cotton swab and you just kind of jiggle it around to get things in, in place. Or you can use toothpicks to you know, pluck out, like, hairs and dust or whatever before you, you send them into the oven to bake the resin. And so that department orders a lot of toothpicks. It's one of their, like, big consumables is they have to have, like, boxes of them at a time, because once you use it, like, twice, you can't use it anymore because it either gets too much resin on there and it'll stick, or it gets dirty, and you're just gonna put dirt back on the part. And so, to me, right now, toothpicks are, hey, we need a box of toothpicks, can you order more toothpicks? (laughs) But they're not used for teeth. And that's a fun fact about screen printing, is, and, and, and now everybody knows that. I like learning about screen printing. Screen printing's pretty cool. There's, there's, there's some neat stuff there. So, do you think toothpicks are cool? I don't know. Because I feel Not like really. uh, I feel like there's a uh, like you don't see this anymore. But when I see like a throwback ad of a cowboy with a cigarette, it still looks cool, even though I don't really care for cigarettes. Right. But there's something about a guy with a toothpick. The only exception where it still looks good is for like a gumshoe detective. Sure. Um, and my grandpa was a detective, and he loved toothpicks. So I think there's like a correlation there. Was your grandpa actually a detective? Yeah. Was he a wicked dick? Uh yeah. Dude, he had, he actually um he caught this one guy, and this is on like the Hallmark Channel when they're doing one of those like real case story episodes yeah um there was a guy that turned up dead and it was really suspicious but they could not pin the guy that they were almost certain did it and the case is going on forever and it got to the point where they didn't have evidence that it was the guy that they thought it was but then they realized that um the dead guy uh, his wallet was stolen and there was reason to believe that he knew the person that killed him, but they weren't looking for a thief. Okay. Uh, so my grandpa had this idea that, like, well, if they stole his wallet, he might be using his credit card. Why don't we put out a warrant for the dead guy? And it turned out the his uh, the guy's boyfriend murdered him and then fled the state and was using the victim's a name as, like, a stolen identity. Okay. And so using the dead guy's card it flagged the police to look for him and they caught him cool yeah that's a that's a really fucking cool story yeah and that's why my grand that's why my grandpa has toothpicks because he's cool and catches all the gay murderers (laughs) there's definitely an aesthetic to it right like you mentioned like the cowboys smoking like i don't smoke i I largely think smoking's kind of gross when would never take it up but there is something cool about, like, you're watching, like, Magnificent Seven, and they get done shooting people, and they just all light up a cigarette like they just had a good fuck, and they're just like, yeah, it smells like gunpowder. And that's, I don't know, there's something charming and neat about that. And toothpicks can do that, too, like you said, with, like, the detective thing. Um, I like cigars, but not sure. cigarettes. <clears throat> I've never had a cigar. I've never had a cigarette, either. If you get a nice cigar, there's, like, a flavor to it. Hmm. And the thing with cigarettes is they're just nicotine, and you don't actually get that much flavor. So you get into this habit where you want it, but sure. with a cigar, you can have one cigar, enjoy the flavor, and not, like, chain-smoke cigars. Yeah, I can I can see that. I feel like cigars would be hard to chain-smoke, too, because they're really big, and you have to, like... I don't yeah, know, it's it seems it's too impractical to do that. Cigarettes yeah. are too convenient for their own good. Well, most cigars are kind of expensive, too, right? Uh no, you can get you can get affordable cigars. Mm. I mean, it's not the same as like buying a box of cigarettes, but at the same time, they they are literally larger. Sure. I had more notes on the toothpicks. What was that? Wow, you actually took notes. I did research. I was on the Wikipedia page. That's crazy. What do you think about using them in like hors d'oeuvres or something, or like like 
like pigs in a blanket, right? You you get the bread, the the piece of cheese, the hot dog, and then you so, stick the toothpick over so it to keep funny. it together. I got I got a burger and it had a toothpick to hold the burger together. Yeah, that stuff too. Um, I hate that. I do too. It's annoying. You I think pull it's it out. stupid. But what's really funny to me is if you're doing like appetizers or something, and it's like, well, here's crackers, here's cheese. We're gonna put toothpicks in the cheese, even though it doesn't actually serve like a useful purpose, but it makes it look like a party. That's fun. Oh, another good use of toothpicks, uh, Bloody Marys. Get all the shit on them, like going oh. across, you like balance them across the glass. Get like a piece of piece of cheese, piece of uh, a slice of pepperoni, a pickle, all that, all that stuff. And you just balance it in there, and it's just like, yeah, look at my my sword of. Oh, that's a thing. You ever those been to a restaurant? Ones? Yeah, we're like yeah. they're shaped like swords. Yeah, those are fun. I like I like when cartoons have like little people or mice or someone, and they they they'll take the sword toothpick out of the sandwich and they have a sword fight. Mm-hmm. That's one of my favorite little bits. I don't see those very often anymore. I saw. I saw well, I, I saw um like Darth Vader lightsaber toothpicks. Really? Where it was like the same thing. It was just it was a toothpick, and then it was like a red toothpick, and they just painted the tip gray, <laughs> and it costs like twice as much as a normal toothpick. And it's like I don't want red paint on my sandwich. Yeah. It all reminds <laughs> me of supper clubs, or at least that's what we would call like the sort of diners where you'd go in, and all of the food you could get there is stuff you could make at home. You know, they sell like, like burgers and pork chops and and uh, and stuff like that, and all of their salads are usually iceberg lettuce. You go to them, and it was a big thing when I was younger because my grandparents really liked to eat the air. Uh, but I go to them now when I'm older. There's still a handful around the area. And I'm just like, I can make a better pork chop than this. Why are we here? I don't. I don't really care for them anymore. Yeah, well, they usually it's... don't fuck around on the booze. Like if you order a drink, they'll give you like a couple of shots in there. I yeah I hate going someplace where I feel like I can do better. Yeah. Um. Like that's that's one of the things I like about like Disneyland, where I can't do any of this at home. Sure. But when I go to a restaurant and I order an enchilada, and it's like I could make an enchilada at home. Mm-hmm. This isn't so special. Yeah, my. I like to get like. Like certain like big, I feel like I don't eat a lot of hamburgers at home. Um, I don't have like a grill or anything, so I'd have to like pan sear them or whatever. And and so like that's always kind of a treat if I go to a restaurant and order a cheeseburger. It's like that's only really where I'm gonna get one. And so to me, like if I go to a new restaurant, like the big thing is like, is this where can they do they fuck up a cheeseburger? Because if they fuck up a cheeseburger, then it's a bad restaurant. But if it's a good cheeseburger, then I want to come back. So that that becomes my like barometer. Okay, I just found something very interesting on the um, toothpick Wikipedia page. Okay. Um, so there's another word for toothpick that goes like way back in ancient times called teeth cleaning twig. Huh. And a teeth cleaning twig is is kind of larger than a toothpick, but basically just you keep it in your mouth and you you rub it on your teeth and it basically keeps them clean anyways. It's the same concept. Okay. Um, and it's actually in Islamic scripture. Which I think this is the only religious text to reference toothpicks specifically. Um, and it says here, Dear beloved, natural twig brush every day, and pains you shall never get. Huh. Which is very interesting, because there's not, there's not often a lot of hygiene in religious text. Yeah. But here's a life hack for you. Muhammad knew you had to take care of your goddamn teeth, because you only get the one set of them. Yeah, and it's not worth putting up with the pain. Also, yes. It's that's a good advice. Wonder what dentists think about toothpicks. Next time I'm at the dentist, I'm gonna have to ask him. Like, oh John, Doctor John, what's your opinion on the toothpick? I have a picture here of an Oral B dental wood stick. <laughs> it's like, dude, just I don't think toothpick is a copywritten term dude i don't think so yeah i'm, <laughs> oh, looking, I'm then... looking at this too oral beat wow so so we're talking about uh you know how great islam is 
here's some other trivia for you. Um, <laughs> in in 2012, Ed Cahill in Ireland set a world record by placing 3,107 toothpicks in his beard in under three hours. Wow. That's a lot less important. Yeah. I, yeah he, to, at the same time, we just said his name out loud, so, I mean, you know, he did yeah. something right. Toothpicks have, have kind of degraded into a novelty and or play thing. Yeah, I mean, I'm always thinking, like, you times. know, if you have a lot of glue and some toothpicks, you can, like, make shit with them. Well, you know what? We're talking about restaurants. I just want to ask real quick. Have, when's the last time you saw toothpicks at a restaurant? God, it's been a while. Okay, because I still see them all the time, and I always kind of get baffled. Like, I, what would they do when they run out? No one's going to know how to refill the dispenser because it's been years. <laughs> I, I feel like I would see them at chain restaurants, but I don't go to those anymore. Like, I feel like Applebee's probably still has them. Yeah, I think they do. Yeah, yeah, they they used to be like a like a dispenser, right? Like you you push the thing and a toothpick would roll out and you'd grab it and it would Yeah, right by the cash register. Yeah. Maybe at the table, but usually I see them at the cash register. Mm-hmm. And it's like here's some mints, here's a toothpick. Um, here's some candy that we're not going to tell you how much it costs. Yeah. I like I like the mint. The like the complimentary mint after a meal is a good thing. Um it's funny, my, my I know people who would refer to uh, Dr. McGillicuddy's uh, peppermint schnapps as an after-dinner mint. And so the, you know, they get done eating, like, oh, let's have an after-dinner mint, and they'd pour themselves a glass <laughs> of 100-proof schnapps. I like that. It's like, hell yeah, That's, that feels pretty Wisconsin. Here's here's the toothpick entry on Wikipedia. Um, a toothpick is a small stick of wood... Uh, you, you stick between your teeth to remove detritus, usually after a meal. And meal links to a Wikipedia article about meals. Oh, wow. So, um, I told you last week about that poke place. Mm-hmm. I want to say the one thing I don't like about that place. Okay. They have a brunch and liner menu. And anyone that unironically says liner is not a friend of mine. What is liner? Lunch and dinner. Oh. But, I mean, like, brunch is stupid enough, but it's become a socially accepted word. Um, no one has accepted liner in their lives yet. Yeah, that would, uh, that would be a horrible thing. So I, I decided to go back to our good friend E621 and type in toothpick. Oh, I did too. I was going to send this to you as a joke at wow. the end of the show. We are on the same wavelength, and that um, wavelength is perverted. <laughs> here's the sad part. There are so many results on this page. <laughs> Well, this one's cute. They're like little battle kitty cats. One's got a grenade next to him. The other one's got a toothpick in his mouth like he's solid snake or something. Some of these are, are cute. Like, they're actually just nice portraits, and, like, they, they want to look cool, so they have a toothpick. Yeah, not all, most of these aren't porn. The good ones are, but most of these aren't. Yeah. This is, this is, uh... My, my oh, this one's a cat up. sandwich. That's cute. My favorite that comes up is a picture of Kelly Townsend, who's that uh, uh, that congresswoman that found out what furries are and started like running as a furry as a joke. Oh yeah, God, that was a weird time in history. <laughs> oh man, that's a vorpick too. She looks like she's got done eating a mouse. Is this yeah, a it, description it, is vor the donkey. God damn it! What's really funny too is how. Like, it was stupid enough that she said that, but then she actually has a really cute line character mm-hmm. that's like, you know what, that's a valid persona. You, you you get to use this. It's okay. Seeing a decent amount of Zootopia stuff, which I haven't run into yeah. in a while. Um, Was was there a toothpick theme in that movie that I'm not aware of? Because there's a lot of pictures of Nick with a toothpick. I think part of it is just he had like... a popsicle stick. It comes back to, like, toothpicks make you look cool, huh? Nick's a cool character. Yeah, I don't think there was a scene in the movie where he had a toothpick. I'm pretty sure there wasn't. I might be just... I mean, maybe there's a popsicle stick. There's one um, with it April. It looks like a toothpick. He was half naked, and, and one of the Ninja Turtles is being bondaged, and she's got a toothpick. In it, so of course you have like to tag a, it with like toothpick. 
Wow, she's got like four full condoms just tucked into her garter there. That's gross. Why only four? Uh, it must be one for each turtle. Yeah, but is they're not color coded by the turtle. Oh, that's a mistake. They should have been color coded <laughs> by the turtles' uh, headbands, right? So you know which one's which. And then you could be like, "Oh, Donatello, come the most." So <laughs> that's that's really good. I can't um, tell my parents we did this episode. <laughs> I can't be like, "No, we totally did the toothpick episode," but you can't listen to it because I I spent half of it just being revolting. Did you see the one with the Nick and Judy like role reversal where where he's the traffic cop and she's the swindler? No, but I'll take a peek. That's a cute picture. Yeah, it is. But she has a toothpick, and I don't think Nick had a toothpick in that scene. I don't think so. I don't know. I don't get it. Is Maybe Zootopia there's on some Netflix? mystery I'm bring afoot. <laughs> I need to rewatch Zootopia. That's a good movie. Um, you know what? We should both rewatch it, and we should do a show about Zootopia. We do that. And it, whether or not it's aged over the last three or four years. Hey, here's a pony. We haven't. I haven't seen a, a pony show up yet. It's um. It's Scootaloo, but with Rainbow Dash hair, kinda? That doesn't make any fucking sense. She's a fan. You have ten seconds for this nonsense. I am the law. Someone made this image of TF2 spray on Saxton Hall. Hell. Remember t- oh, wow, this is five years old. <laughs> Holy shit. I don't know what this- I don't know what this episode is anymore. But it's here's a picture of, of Jolteon fucking Umbreon. <laughs> and he's got a toothpick in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna send this one to Jean-Luc <laughs> I feel like he would appreciate it <laughs> Is that is that his thing? No, but it's gonna be funny I, Should I get more liquor? It's 8.30 <laughs> We have we're, fun here We're now at that point of the show So Oh no, I don't I can't seem to get into my Netflix here. He goes, fuck, I opened this at work. (laughs) I was like, oh, you shouldn't have done that. (laughs) Why would he do that? (laughs) How does he not know what E621 is? I've sent him stuff. How does he not know who you are? Me and Cameron are talking about toothpicks. (laughs) That came up. It's not the only thing that came (laughs) <laughs> I'm funny. Oh, now he tells me we would have a tough time recording. Actually, that's better than waiting on Saturday. Never mind. So we're at 42 minutes in. Can I? Are we going to play video games after this? If you'd like to. Because so, if we are, I might go snag a bit more bourbon. Yeah, let's do that. All right, I'll be right back. And I stumble into the chair like a real suave gentleman. So I sent you a picture from Star Wars. Star Wars! Hey, she's got a toothpick. So what's really funny about that toothpick is how it's so small that if you... I, I can't picture noticing that anyone has that on their character. Right. It's like you can see it if you go into the, like the wardrobe screen and zoom into your face, but no one else like has access to that menu. So that's like a the exact opposite of what you want in a cosmetic in an MMO. Like you get it, yeah. so everyone can see it. That's the whole point: is you can brag about it. So no one can see it, and then during the story cutscenes, it clips through everything and looks bad, <laughs> and it's still expensive. That's silly. It's weird. Um, okay, so on the topic of toothpicks, I think they used toothpicks to make Anthem, because it's really shoddy. 
I don't totally get that joke. Have you been following Anthem? No. It looks really shoddy, like it's made out of toothpicks. Oh, okay. What is Anthem? Is that a video game? It's like uh, Bioware's version of Destiny. Oh, yeah, that looks like shit, doesn't it? Where you get, like, mechs and stuff, and it's yeah. loot gear. They're like, look how cool this looks. We haven't shown anything cool about this other than people flying around through pretty environments. Well, it'll be like a three or four minute sequence of just flying. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, you're rendering light in this demo really well. I don't think the final game will look this good and nothing's actually happening. And then there's like one monster, so they shoot it and they're bad actors. They're like, wow, I got a legendary drop. What'd you get? I got Oryx's light. Radical. And like, no one talks that way. Yeah. Uh, Sometimes I say radical. But not in like a sincere, that's the coolest thing I've ever heard. So my reaction is to say radical. I don't know. Sometimes someone will be, dudes will be like, I did this. We're like, rad. And yeah, I think rad. Rad. Like, in a casual sense. Yeah. But I mean, if, if, <laughs> if you're at work and you look out the window and uh, like a, a school bus is like roaring down the street. And it hit a car and flipped up into the air and did a complete rotation and landed safely. You wouldn't go radical. No, I'd probably say like, "Holy shit!" Yeah, that's a more appropriate response. Mm-hmm. Um, I was looking up Anthem and Penny Arcade came up. Nice. And they did they did a funnier comic about something else. Did you did you hear about this thing with the like the Epic Store and like Steam is kind of going to war? No. So, like, the Epic, uh, you can get, basically, it's like Steam. Epic has their own launcher that you can buy games on. And yeah, we're getting this, this thing where, like, there's competition now. Okay. And it's like, well, we're going to treat our, our developers fairly, and we're going to take less money on their sales. And then Steam's like, well, we're going to readjust ours, and ours is better. And then Epic's like, we're going to get exclusives that you could only get off Epic. You can't get on Steam now. And Steam's like, well, we booked this thing and we own this thing. You don't, you don't need to play Epic's games. Um, and it's getting kind of annoying. Mm. So Arcade did this really cute comic of like medieval times, and the knight comes running in and he's like, "Lord, news from the front: Metro Exodus is exclusive to the Epic Store for one year." And then there's this like really sad old king going over the battle map there, and he's like, "For years." We who played games on computers have had to scrape by on shoddy ports from consoles to make a meal of their leavings. And now, I fear with Steam and Epic, we have ported their war as well. <laughs> and it's very cute to me. Yeah. That's what it feels like. It, like. The console wars are annoying, and it's gotten to the point where I just don't care. And if something's not on the console that I own, then I just don't care. Yeah. And now I just want to turn on my computer and run something. I do not want to update a launcher. I don't want to. I hate to... how many launchers there are. Yeah, I, just, I literally, I want to buy The Sims 4. I've wanted Sims 4 for like years now. I'm not going to install a launcher. Mm-hmm. I'm just not going to do it. There's no reason for me to. I'm going to just not buy the thing I want. Yeah, that's largely where I'm at now. Or some of that stuff too, where it's like, I guess I'll just get it on console if it's going to be a pain in the ass to get it on the PC. Right. Like, I don't care where my money goes. I'm not brand loyal to any of them anymore because I'm not in high school. And so if I want it, I'll, I'll try to get it on what's the most convenient for me. And I prefer to game on my computer because I'm there the most. But if if something's going to be obnoxious, then I, just, I won't do it. Like, I'm not going to get fucking EA Origin. So all the EA games that come out, I'm probably just never going to play. But that's fine because it seems like they fuck them all up now anyways. Pretty much. I... I don't see the benefits of brand loyalty because that's what I'm seeing right now with uh, all the people that are really upset about uh, Blizzard games. Like, well, Diablo phone game. And it's like, okay, I mean. How do you um? How do you view brand, view brand loyalty in terms of other stuff, though? No, like cars. I, I don't think brand loyalty is good in anything. I don't either, um, but man, when it comes to car guys, people I work with, like, if you don't buy this brand of car, you're a dipshit kind of thing. And, like, this one well, dude's yeah. got a Toyota, and it's like, everyone gives him shit for owning a Toyota, and it's like, it's a car, it gets him from point A to point B, and it doesn't break much, like, 
That's all you want in a car. Like, I have a, I have a Ford, and I don't give a shit that it's a Ford. <laughs> I, it was free. That's what the great part was. Like, you know, it's not a big deal. Yeah, but those car arguments are, like, exactly the same as uh, console war arguments. Where it's just, it's children on the playground going, no, uh, Sonic could totally beat Mario. And it's... Pretty much. To some extent, it's because you know Sonic, and you don't know Mario, so of course you like Sonic more. But then in another way, it's like, it's kind of a sour grapes thing, where your mom didn't get you the Nintendo, you only mm. have one, so you don't have an option. Oh, so you yeah, can, that you definitely was... You cope with the idea that maybe you got the wrong one, so of course you got the right one. I remember... The, one of the big things was like Halo versus Metroid Prime when I was in high school. And thank Christ, most of those arguments took place online and not in person. <laughs> I remember someone, some Nintendo fans going, Halo's dumb because like, you don't have to, like, the, the cars just drive forever. Like, what, there's no fuel in there? That's not realistic. That's, I remember that's someone, like, like, legitimately saying that on, like, the Nintendo forums. <laughs> like, this is why Halo is dumb. Metroid Prime is better. And someone's like, yeah, but you hold, like, 280 missiles or whatever in your thing, and there's no room to foot 280 missiles. Like, well, you shut up. It's energy. And it's like, wow. Everyone's dumb. Hey, if you have both, you get to play both. That's cool. <laughs> but no one could afford that, because you're, like, you're 12 or whatever. So, I remember um, when Machinima was kind of a new thing, and the, people didn't just rip models and animate them overnight. It was, like, a mm-hmm. rare occasion. I found a video once where it's like, oh, wow, I can't believe somebody made this. I want to see it. And it was uh, Halo versus Samus, where Halo was there, and he's fighting Samus. Oh, that was uh, Monty Um, right? And I don't know. Haloid? And it, what was funny was... At the end, <laughs> were they both women? Did well, they did a K-pop dance? That Yeah, if you want to spoil the, the story. Oh, sorry. Yes. This is that like was the decades thing. old. It's funny that you know it too, though. But it was just, it was weird how they were fighting, but then it's like they have a mutual enemy where like some alien shows up. So they just both shoot the alien and then both take their helmets off and they're both girls. And it's like, mm-hmm. for there was no story arc. And I, I was fascinated with how I didn't understand why it was made. Because it Cause wasn't. Because Um really likes Gunkata. But it just, it, di- it didn't look that great. It did at the time. I don't know. Even while I was watching it, it's like I, I'd rather watch like some Newgrounds Flash. I mean, I've I've gone back like not super recently, but in re- recently enough and rewatched that. And visually, it doesn't hold up as well, but like the choreography to it's still great. Like the fighting in that is really cool because Gunkata with a shotgun, fucking sweet. You know what I hate is Ruby. I never never got into Ruby. I think I watched a little bit of her to try the first episode. And it was just like, I don't like... All of these voices I recognize on the podcast are doing characters and trying to sound serious. And I, I can't put it together. It doesn't work. I can't take how just bad it looks. I just don't care. And it's I feel bad because I, I like some of the people involved with it. Sure. Um, Garrett Hunter does a voice. It's like, I love Garrett. I love everything Garrett's in. And then he's in Ruby. And it's like, I still don't like Ruby. Have you seen, um, I think it's called Dead Fantasy, which is another Monty Um thing. No. I I miss Monty. Monty's pretty cool. Holy shit, there's 36 minutes of this. <clears throat> I think, I think this is it. But it's been a while, and he's, yeah, here it is, yeah, it is it. Monty Um presents. Um... Wow, this definitely looks like it came out quite a few years ago. But it's largely just him choreographing really long fight scenes because that's what he liked to do and what he was pretty good at. And I guess he got a hold of these models. Yeah, this seems to be done better than the the Halo Metroid one. I think he did the Halo Metroid one first, and then he did this second. <clears throat> I like, like this, this became one... his big thing. There's this one sequence where Tifa's just getting beat up, and every single punch she's dropping materia. Yeah. This is really funny. The only thing I knew about Final Fantasy X-2 was that I really liked the um, Real Emotion song. But I never played it. I never... 
really did anything with it other than like I was like that song is neat, and that's still my opinion of the Final Fantasy X too. I like uh, Nintendo just came out with a commercial, and the title of the commercial got me more excited than the actual commercial. Oh yeah, and it was uh, Final Fantasy VII and Mario Kart Eight, and I thought, oh, that's cool. They're putting Cloud into Mario Kart. That'd be neat. But it wasn't. It was just a commercial for it. You can get Final Fantasy VII and you can get Mario Kart 8 and play oh. them on the, on, on the airplane and on the roof of your house. When's the Final Fantasy VII remake going to come out? Uh, I don't know. Um, they, they joked once and then they said, no, no, please don't get mad at us. It's a joke. Oh, jeez. That, that's great. They haven't given us an answer. I, somebody... Like the producer had a joke about how they, um, like looking at the schedule, he can guarantee that it will be within the next twenty three years. Oh, hooray! And that didn't come across as a joke in translation. Sure. Like in um in Japanese, I think the context was better. It just sounds like when Blizzard would say it's coming soon. Or when Valve says it's coming soon, which they don't say anymore because let's be real, it's never coming soon with Valve. Um, just like it. Because I've never played Final Fantasy VII, and I don't know if I give a shit, but if they're going to remake it like a hack and slash game, I would be down to try. Yeah, I'm more likely to play an action RPG than a, the normal one, because honestly, yeah. I I can't, I cannot get into Seven. I just don't care. And I've tried playing multiple times, I just cannot get into it. And what's really funny is I, I asked Richard once, because he loves Final Fantasy. He's played them all. He, he's beaten Seven, so he's seen it all. And, like, after the third time I tried playing Seven, I just, like, finally gave up. We were talking about it. And he was talking about his favorite part when they go to the blank and then this happens or something. And I asked, like, is there an overworld? Because I thought the whole game took place in that one city. Right. Because I literally have not seen anything outside of the city yet. That's how far I get in the game. And he's like, yeah, you get in your airship and you fly around. There's like a map. I was like, yeah, I haven't seen any of that. I cannot <laughs> I cannot stay interested long enough to bother with it. Yeah, because this game's probably, what, like 80 hours long or 90 hours long or some crazy thing. And it's just, I don't I don't have it in me to do those anymore. But that's what's weird, though, because I'll play other ones. I, I tried 7, and I hated it, and I could not get into it. And then I got 2, and I loved 2. Hmm. And I got four, and it's like two is garbage. Four is the best one. Like it's <laughs> there's something about seven that just does not capture my imagination the same way. Sure. Man, I wish Monty was still around. He he did neat stuff. I would have loved to see him do this, but with Bayonetta. I want to see him but do I guess this, being... but with Sans Undertale. <laughs> like I, I've had this going for the night, for the last four minutes while we're talking, and it's just like kind of captivating to watch. Like, there's no story to it or anything. There's the progression's kind of weird. It's just like, oh, there's more characters and they're still killing each other for no reason. But it it just looks neat. Yeah, but neat things are neat. Yeah. So speaking of neat, you want to do a glad space? Sure. Um, I do too. I can't remember her name. What was it? Mother. Here it is. Uh, Jenny Nicholson on YouTube. Mm. Yeah, her. So I, I only recently discovered her YouTube channel. But she's just, she's this lady that does like, she does these very long, uh, like reviews or opinion pieces. It's very, like those like video essays. Yeah, it's a it's a vlog format. It's it's very stereotypical of what you might find on YouTube, but she understands how to edit and how to say things. She's also pretty funny. Well, th- yeah, there's a natural kind of sarcasm that comes with everything she says. There's a what's the word? She doesn't try too hard. Yeah, she's fully aware that she's just I'm I'm sitting here and here's my opinion about Star Wars, and that's you know you don't have to read into it more than that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, a lot of her stuff is really entertaining and it's, <laughs> I, so I want to recommend that you, you give her a try. You go look up Jenny Nicholson on YouTube 
But what you'll notice is that all of her videos are like half an hour long. And yeah. They're the, like they're worth watching, but you probably just want to have them on in the background while you do something else. They feel like like podcasty in a way. They sort of are, and honestly, she monologues very well. Mm-hmm. Um, she she keeps up the rhythm pretty well, so you don't have to worry about like one person being boring. Um, if you if you want like a light one, there's uh there's a couple in here that are like five minutes. I'd maybe give one of those a try and see if you like her humor. If you do, I really recommend you watch her excruciatingly deep dive into the Avatar theme park. Because it's literally an hour-long review of Avatar Land at Disney World. But there's so much stuff to make fun of at Avatar Land and Disney World that it's kind of worthwhile. <laughs> nice. It's so it's so poorly executed. It's kind of amazing. I like that. Um... Yeah, I haven't I haven't watched a lot of her stuff, but I've come across it a few times and when I do sit down and I actually watch a video, whatever it's about, like I do I find her really charming. Like she's a great YouTube personality if like that's what your your thing is is watching people on YouTube do stuff. Um she's fun. She doesn't take herself too seriously and like you said she knows how to like pace her videos, which is nice. Yeah, you know, she did one um Here's another one I really like is it's called is forces of destiny good where she does this very honest review of this like girl doll line of Star Wars toys that came out last year. Okay. And she kind of just critiques how like she knows what toys are and she knows what girls want and these toys are not good and they're not appealing to girls. Okay. And she does a very um, well argued uh, kind of review of what works and what doesn't with that line and what's really weird is how she she gives these ideas that are like yeah that actually would be a lot better um there she did there's an older one where she she kind of wrote this like my little pony reboot like basically like an elevator pitch okay for how she would reboot it and she had these very interesting themes but kept tying it into and this is how the toys would work because now you have a reason to get them all rather than just sure. getting one of your, your favorites. And she like kept pointing out things where it's like, and I would love the playset for this toy and this is why, but then get back yeah. to the story. And it's like, you know, this would actually be a viable approach for the series. And so it's kind well, of funny listening to her say things so simply because you know, these like marketing guys are just, they're trying too hard. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, look up Jenny Nicholson. For sure. Um, my glad space. I'm going to be boring and normal, and it's going to be music again. And it's probably going to be music for a while, because 2019 is going to be a good year for music. But the song y'all should go check out is uh, called Moonglow by Amb- Avantasia. Uh, Avantasia is a power metal band, so this, is, this, no, this isn't the freaky death metal I usually recommend. This is normal music you might like. But uh, Avantasia is this... Uh, weird head project by a guy named uh, Tobias Samet, and he gets like all of his friends and big name and big names in metal, like the best singers in metal, and he's like, we're gonna make these big rock opera albums about whatever goofy shit's going on in my mind. And then all of it's gonna tie together, it's gonna be this long, epic story. And so he's got an album coming out this year. This is the, the, the newest song he put out with it, and it's one of my favorite songs I think he's done. It's, it's really fun, it's really catchy and kind of poppy, um, but it's fucking cool. Like, there's there's weird shit going on, and I can't wait to like get the new album and listen to it and see what like where it fits in the story. Cause the album that he released a couple years ago called Ghost Lights actually had like a legitimately cool story about like some scientists like messing with a portal and then like going into another dimension and finding God and learning about things they shouldn't learn about, and then they come back and like time has passed and the world's being destroyed and all of this just crazy shits going on. And so the way he does it is, like, each singer is a different character in the story. So, like, there might be a song with, like, six different singers in it, and they'll be just singing at each other back and forth, like, doing a dialogue, but it's all, like, done as poetry and stuff and fits the song. It's really, really fucking cool. So, yeah, definitely, you should check out Avantasia. 
And then his new, he's got two songs out for his newest album. Moonglow is really good, so check that one out. Yeah, I'm listening to Moonglow now. It, it, you're right, it has this poppy feel to it, but there's meat on the bone. Mm-hmm. I've, I've had that song stuck in my head for, like, the last two fucking weeks. Just like, it won't go away. I'm like, ah, this is fine. I like this song. There we go. Well, and, yeah, um, you know, that's a good one. And it probably will be a good year for music. Yeah, I've um, I've bought two CDs already. Uh, there's going to be, I think, three I buy in February, and they're all power metal, because evidently that's just what's going to get me through that month. And I have no idea what else... Oh, Alvati will be releasing a new album. I'm excited for that. Um, I had, like, a list at one point of, like, here's all the bands that are releasing music this year. And there's a lot of them. So... I'm excited. Yeah, this will be fun. Well, here's to 2019, everybody. Yeah. And remember, um, putting a toothpick in your mouth isn't that gay. Mm-hmm. It's a little, but not that much. But ha- having sex with an Umbreon, that's, that's a thing you can do if you have an Umbreon. You shouldn't do it, though. I think it's really weird that Pokemon is like rated E for everyone. Because if you Google it, that's not what comes up. If you just Google Pokemon, I have a feeling you don't get porn right away. I'm, I'm going to do it right now. I was going to say, we have to put that to the test. Are we just Googling in images? Why just type in Pokemon in images? So I guess you have to... Okay, save search. I think it's off. Hmm. So if I scroll, I'm not seeing... I'm, I'm seeing a lot of furry any. stuff here. Are you? Yeah, well, there's like an Umbreon, and here's an Eevee, and then here's an here's a ten year old boy. What is this pedo stuff going on? <laughs> here's We're the worst. Here's Pikachu dressed as Hitler. I always liked Ash's hat. I didn't. I'm not much of a hat person, but I thought that was a cool hat. I hate that they keep redesigning his hat because his hat was special to him. So stop. Yeah, they gotta it. they gotta quit that shit out. Ash hat. I like the uh, the Kata pop stars hat too that the one character has. That's a cool hat. I like the cute little um, bandana that like glows in the dark. Yeah, there's good stuff. Yeah, there's good stuff places if you look. We done? Um, yeah, I stopped recording hours ago. Okay, cool. I'm gonna stop recording. Bye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody.